The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown With our Bibles open today to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. We continue in our study on the world, having seen already the world and its organization, or the kingdom of this world, that vastly organized and arranged system which stands against God and opposes all that God is for. It comes against the believer and against the Father. We look today at the world and its opposition, or the spirit of the world. First a word of prayer, and then we'll read 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse 12. Father, we love you today, and we come in Jesus' name, because you first loved us. I pray for your help in preaching this point concerning the world and its opposition. Help us to warn the saints and sound the trumpet concerning the spirit of the world. Give grace and power. Glorify thy name, I do pray. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse number 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So we consider the context of our verse, and we must see that the spirit of the world is seen here to include a natural wisdom, 
which originates with this world and is the wisdom of men and the natural mind. Now, I'm not going to read the surrounding context, but I trust you'll do that on your own. For sake of time, we move on. The spirit of the world and this natural wisdom stands opposite to the word of the Lord and opposes the work of God in the revelation of truth. When we think of the world spirit, we must remember that the devil is at work through this spirit. In fact, we must remember and how we read in previous broadcast, Ephesians 2, 2, speaking of Satan, he is that spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The world carries an effect and influence in its spirit that opposes God and truth. This brings me to my first thought concerning the spirit of this world. There is a power to this world, and the world's spirit has a drawing effect. That is, an effect that would draw you in and lead you away from God. The devil is that spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. He is the prince of the power of the air. One author said that Satan had such complete control over us as an unbeliever that his influence was as all-encompassing as the air. The air is all about us. It exerts constant but unnoticed pressure upon us. It can at times be felt, but in its essence it is invisible and intangible. Such is Satan and his influence on the human race. He is the prince of the power of the air. And thus the world has a drawing effect. Consider Colossians chapter number 2, verse 8 and verse 20. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Verse 20. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances, touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Enemies of the believer are mentioned there, the world and the flesh. Here we see a philosophy to this world. The spirit of the world has a doctrinal effect. This world has a set of principles, a dogma, a creed, a belief system, a worldly wise and worldly wicked philosophy, even the rudiments of the world which are proclaimed and used to indoctrinate the souls of men and lead them away from God as the spoils of war captured by the victorious. There's a philosophy connected to the spirit of this world. There is a power connected to the spirit of this world. Then there is a peril, a dangerous effect connected 
to the spirit of this world. Consider now Second Timothy chapter number 3, verses 1 through 8. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such. Turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses, and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. A peril to this world, perilous times, exceedingly fierce, difficult, dangerous, demonic in its influence and environment. In these end times, the world poses more and more peril to the state and the strength of the spiritual man. We must maintain a vigilance and let God keep our inner man strong and pure and militant against the foe, even the world. Now we consider Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 20. A power with a drawing effect, a philosophy with a doctrinal effect, a peril with a dangerous effect, but there is a pollution to the spirit of this world and it has a defiling effect. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 20. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. I know you've noticed it. We're not dealing necessarily with the context of each verse but he mentioned the pollutions of the world. And as we continue with our topic concerning the spirit of this world, there is a moral foulness within the influence of the world's spirit. Yea, there is a contamination that runs so deep into the soul of man that only the blood of Christ can cleanse it and renew a right spirit, and create a clean heart. The pollutions are entangling and ensnaring in their nature and in their attractions. Therefore, brethren, beloved, beware of this enemy, the world. But then we see a purpose to this world, and the spirit of the world has a disturbing effect. Flip back quickly to the Gospel of John, chapter number 17 and verse number 14. And here the Bible says, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, 
but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. The world stands as that organized system which is hateful and harmful in its intentions and influence. With all intention and on purpose, the world hates God, sought to hurt Christ, and now hates the people of God and seeks to hurt us with a mischief and a malice that is evil in effect and influence. Therefore, we must understand that the evil which is propagated through the sin which presides in this world began in the beginning with the devil who sinned, and it is his business and his employment to always stir men up to sin against God, just as he did in the beginning, Genesis chapter number 3 and First John 3 verse 8. Therefore I would say this very day and hour, men with their sins reach up to heaven and stir the memory of God's vengeance, even of the flood in Noah's day, the fall of the Tower of Babel, the fire upon Sodom and Gomorrah in Abraham's day, the plagues in Moses' day, and then the many times throughout Israel's history when God judged among and between the nations due to their sins, both national and personal. The world's purpose is to set men against God with their hearts and hands and homes full of sin and iniquity. This world, with all of its unrighteousness, vexes, disturbs the souls of righteous men and righteous women who love God and who love truth. Brethren, beware the enemy of the world and its spirit. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748 or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com and finally brethren pray for us